Yo, 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 what is good, ladies and gentlemen? Happy opening day, Eve. It is a great day to be a baseball fan. Well, it is, I guess at the time as I'm recording this, it is baseball Eve. When this show is coming out, it would be opening day. And ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot to talk about on this show. We're going to talk about opening day baseball tomorrow. Baseball is officially back. Obviously, it has been back for the last little bit, but uh, this is kind of the first time we're going to have real competitive baseball back in over a few in the last couple of months obviously with the spring training we've had obviously not considered regular season but it's been good to see you know spring training baseball back get to see fans back in the stands as well it's really exciting and I cannot wait and we're also going to so we're going to talk about on today's show so pretty much kind of the topics we're going to base off today's show is we're going to talk a little bit about my spring training adventures this spring i went to a couple games this year we're going to kind of talk about you know how the you know security is kind of how the entire spring training experience was from my end and we went to a few different stadiums so we'll have some different insights on some different stadiums so if you do end up going to any of those stadiums during you know the minor league season possibly or you know even if you do end up going for other events there or just to kind of wonder you know kind of get a idea of what you will expect when you go to these minor league spring training ballparks we're also going to make our uh, kind of power rankings for the preseason power rankings we're going to make some predictions today too we got a lot to cover today we're going to look at all the opening day matchups as well for sure that will definitely be done but uh for the most part it's going to be a great episode here this afternoon i'm very excited to be able to have everyone along with us here this is going to be a really fun show so let's kind of begin off we'll kind of begin with kind of talking about our spring training adventures so we did a lot this spring if you guys haven't checked out our instagram we posted a lot of pictures a lot of different views and such it it was a great spring this year for us and for me i got to go to a lot of spring training games and we'll kind of begin kind of from the beginning. So obviously spring training started a little later than usual. It started on the 28th of February. So only one day in the month of February did they actually have regular spring training games being played. But then we get into March and that is when I went to my first spring training game. So we'll kind of begin in March. March 1st, I went to my first spring training game in Dunedin, Florida. I saw the Pittsburgh Pirates taking on the Dunedin Blue Jays. Ended in a 2-2 tie in that game. It was a okay game. Not a lot of the main guys were in there for the Blue Jays or the Pirates. Got to see Cole Tucker or Vanessa Hutchins' boyfriend. That was kind of cool. I was excited to see that. Um, excited to see Cole Tucker play in the game. Um, There's a few other guys for the Blue Jays. They had a few other okay mainstay guys in the lineup. But for the most part, it was kind of a lot of their second-tier players, guys who may get some occasional starts, you know, some might get some playing time here and there. But for the most part, it was a lot of kind of backups and a lot of minor league guys, which for me, no, nothing wrong with that at all. I do enjoy getting to see the minor league guys play. Obviously, I cover minor league baseball on this podcast. So all in all, March 1st was great, really good. It, for me as a fan, I think it was one of those things where it was just good to be at a ballpark again. Um it was great to just be able to be in a seat, watch a game live. Like I, I, at that point, I hadn't seen a game in almost a year. March fourth in twenty nineteen was lit- or twenty twenty was literally the last game I went to. It was a Phillies Yankees game in Tampa, 
And I remember like a few weeks later or a few days later, I was in an XFL game. And then literally right after that, everything started to shut down. I remember I was sitting on my couch watching a Pirates game on MLB Network. And they literally said that this is it. This is the last day of Major League Baseball. And we are literally going to be playing. Um, we're not going to be playing for two weeks. Obviously, it ended up being a little longer than two weeks. But regardless of that, um, it was still a crazy kind of time at that moment. And obviously, um, you know, now it's a little bit normal or if you will like compared to last year it's definitely gotten a lot better you know we have a lot of more sporting events open like it, it's got a normal feel even though they're still you know wearing your mask and everything you know there's still a lot of you know restrictions and such and I'm excited to, I'm interested to see how you know a lot of these restrictions will go into effect you know in future seasons or in the spring, especially like with player access, because I think with spring training, everyone's so, you know, used to being able to get to the players up close and personal, but how is it with COVID? How is that after the, you know, after effects of COVID, are they going to still, you know, allow that same player access? I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. Like, will we be able to see practices i imagine we will and i imagine we could still go to the practice fields and watch practices play but you really don't know if that will still be a thing so it's going to be really interesting to kind of see the direction for that major league baseball is going to go into when it comes to the kind of player access as a fan obviously i'm media and it's a little bit different like i can get some more player access especially with the minor league guys it's a little bit easier as well but for the most part, it's really going to be interesting to see kind of the player access side of things as these future seasons unfold because of what's, you know, kind of happened this year and how really, you know, they're limiting the amount of access you get to get to these players. I mean, for me, I was still able to get to be up close to a few players just because I knew some of the guys who are on some of these teams. Obviously, I've interviewed some of them, so it's kind of a little bit different. But um, for the most part, man, it's going to be really interesting to watch and kind of see what happens when it comes to player access in the major leagues. But uh. So that was my first game. Again, really great just to be back in the stands. I was sitting down the first baseline. Every game I pretty much had a seat for. The only game I didn't have a seat for was the Clearwater game. I pretty much just walked around that entire game. And also the Fort Myers game. I had a seat for it, but it was like a berm seating. So it really wasn't a seat. So I pretty much walked around for the most of that game as well. And speaking of Fort Myers, that was the second game I went to. So... On March 4th, I went to see the Tampa Bay Rays take on the Fort Myers Miracle. That game ended in a 5-2 score. Um, I really wasn't even sure I was going to go to that game. I kind of just literally did that on the spur of the moment. I'm like, I'm off tomorrow. I got nothing to do. It was spring break. So I said, I'm going to Fort Myers. So I ended up going to Fort Myers. I went to Hammond Stadium. I'll tell you what, man. It's one of the nicer ballparks I've been to. It really is a gorgeous ballpark. Really good you know, backdrop behind it as well. Um, it, it's a nice ballpark. Fort Myers is a nice area. Obviously, the Red Sox play there. That's where I would have rather have gone to, to be honest. I've been wanting to go to JetBlue Park for the last couple of seasons. Haven't been able to get a chance to. This year, obviously, was really even tougher because of the limited amount of tickets being sold, and a lot of it was expensive. So I decided I wasn't going to go to JetBlue. I'll definitely make a trip next year, though, to JetBlue. That is going to be 
a must for me next season. But I got to go to Hammond Stadium this year. It was a nice ballpark, man. I'll be honest. I really enjoyed the ballpark. It was great. It was a beautiful ballpark. Uh, obviously, I, that game I got to see Kenta Maeda. I got to see Ryan Yarborough. I actually got to see a lot of good, the top players. They played seven innings that game. The first two games I went to, they played seven. The last remaining four that I went to, they played nine innings. But, um... When, oh, and, and when it comes to security, I never talked about security. So, in Dunedin, security is, like, super, like, chill. Like, they really aren't that strict, to be honest. Like, you literally... Like, I got up to players, and they didn't care. Like, really, they didn't care. Like, um, they're, they're really... They're very um, lenient. There's no, like... It, down. The, so, the players have to walk down the baseline to get to the clubhouses in Dunedin Stadium and TD Ballpark. Um, and there's like no like roping or anything. You literally can walk right up and you could see the players. Like I literally got to talk to my buddy, Matt Veerling, who I literally walked up right in front of him. We fist pumped. Like that's literally how close you can get to these guys and how close you could get to these players. So all in all, the security level in like Dunedin, I would say is a three or a four. You have an occasional guy come around and he'll tell you to put your mask up, but for the most part, there's nobody really, you know, restricting you. The only thing that they do restrict you on is you're not really allowed to move sections, if you will. So I say that in a reason. So you can be out in the outfield in the outfield walkway if you don't have a ticket. So if you don't have a ticket, you can't walk around the outfield walkway, which for me as a fan is unfortunate because I would like to be out in the outfield looking, you know, from different perspectives, uh, you know, different angles. I think it's for a baseball fan, it gives you, you know, different ways of looking at the game and, you know, kind of analyzing it and stuff. But anyways, we weren't able to sit out there. However, when I do go to Dunedin, I did buy regular season tickets, ladies and gentlemen, this is my announcement. I'm going to see the angels and the nationals. I am literally sitting out in like left center, right center field. I think it is. It's at the Westgate Westgate bar. It's like a drinking rail section. I'll be sitting there for the game. I'm going next Friday. Really excited about that. That's going to be awesome. I cannot wait for that, but um, I did get my tickets for the Blue Jays regular season game, but regardless, um, you have to have tickets to be out in the outfield, and they're very strict, again, with kind of, you have, like, if you don't have a ticket to be in this area, you can't be in that area, you have to be in, like, your area, obviously, unless you go and get food or drinks or whatever, you can do that completely and be in the area, but, uh, I mean, they're really the security level in Dunedin, they really weren't even that bad at all, so, all in all, security was probably the, I would say, leanest. I really had didn't know how security was in Clearwater. It didn't seem too bad. I, I don't really know either. But um, Clearwater security wasn't too bad. It didn't seem like it was that bad. Um, um, Dunedin wasn't too bad. Fort Myers was a little strict. Like, you couldn't be on railings. You you know, there were some things that you had to follow. Um, when you were in your berm seating, so I actually sat for, like, I would say maybe two or three innings in the berm. Um, you could take your mask off as long as it's in your party. So this is kind of a funny story. When I went to Fort Myers, um, I know we're kind of jumbling around different stories here. We'll kind of get back on track in a minute. But when I went to Fort Myers, um, I bought a berm ticket off SeatGeek and apparently it was a, it was one ticket. Well, they come in four packs for the, um, the berm seating. So I literally sat next to these two random people in my box. It was pretty funny, but, uh, I moved, ended up moving anyways. I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk around the rest of the game. And I didn't, and I had to leave early. I did, this was the only game I actually left 
early than what the actual game was, how long the game was supposed to be played. So, anyways, on that, um, Fort Myers was a little bit strict. They were a little bit more stricter. You know, you had to wear your mask here, and you know, you had to. They were they were a little bit more stricter when it comes to um, their thing. I would say if I were to rank Dunedin, they were probably a three. If I were to rank Fort Myers, I'll give them like a five. They were kind of medium level of strictness um in fort myers again it was a pretty good game it was good they had a lot of their starters in miguel sano played i saw randy rosarena um i saw who else did i see in that game i saw a few others um jorge polanco i think was in that game as well um i don't think mitch garro was playing but there were some pretty good players max kepler i believe was in that game as well g-man Choi, um austin meadows might have been in that game if i remember maybe i don't remember um, but overall, it was a pretty good game. I know there was a lot of good starters in that game, um, so it was pretty cool to see that. Now we head into Tampa. This is my third game I went to. I went to that um, during my spring break. This was on, I believe, March 7th I went to this game. Um, I love Tampa. All in all, really, Tampa is one of my favorite ballparks to go to for spring training. Um, it was great. I really had a good time there. Um, the security, one of the security guards I made really good friends with. He really enjoyed me. I talked to him for, I would say about an hour. I was by my, I was by myself that game. I was by myself for actually both of those games, the four Myers and the, um, Tampa game. I bought tickets by myself for those, but, um, all in all is a great game, man. It was really fun to go. I enjoyed, um, Tampa. I love it. Um, I was sitting out in left field. I had a standing room only ticket, but there was seating pretty much. So, I mean, it really wasn't standing room only. Um, but all in all, it was great. Um, I enjoyed a lot. I had a great time in that game. Um, I saw, I was literally yelling at Brett Gardner. That was pretty cool. Um, I saw Andrew McCutcheon. I saw, uh, Aaron Judge. I saw a lot of great people, you know, a lot, a lot of great players and such. And Gardner hit a grand slam during that game, and I was like, "Dang it!" I'm like, I'm sitting right behind him too. So, um, I'm, I'm a Phillies guy, if you guys don't know. So it was pretty cool. It was great to see, you know, it was great to, it was great to see, you know, kind of the Tampa Stadium again. I love that stadium, and it was literally, it's been over a year. It was over a year that I went to the Phillies and Yankees game back in 2020, which was literally the last game. It would be the last game up to that point that I went to a baseball game, which is crazy. It's really crazy to think that that was my last baseball game before March 1st. So, but, um, it was still awesome. Great to be back in Tampa. Great to be back at that stadium. I, I said to myself, I'm like, I got to make a trip down here. It's not that far away from me. Um, and I got to make a trip. So I did again, the longest trip for me was all the way down the four Myers and I went all the way by myself. So it was a pretty crazy trip, but I still made it and I uh, had a good time in Fort Myers, but Tampa, uh, the security level strictness, I'll give them a five, six around there. They were probably one of the more stricter ones. Again, uh, they weren't like strict about railings and stuff, but they were pretty strict on, you know, your mask wearing, um, you know, socially, uh, socially distance. It wasn't too bad, but, uh, mask wearing, they were really strict on. They even had a guy saying that you literally could get fined if you don't wear a mask, which I thought was a little bit much. I mean, I understand, you know, you want to keep people safe, but I think that's a little, little much for, uh, for not wearing a mask. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I honestly, I just worry about other people. You know, I don't worry about other people. People, I let them do their thing. If they don't want to wear a mask and they feel safe, that's fine. If they do, you know, that's fine too. I, I'm not worried about it at all. But anyways, 
So again, really cool to be back in Tampa. Next game I went to, so that was it, that was Tampa. We go back to Dunedin on March 9th. We saw the Phillies. Um, oh, and in that, and again, there was a lot of major league guys for the uh, Yankees uh, Phillies game. Didi Gregorius forgot his jersey in that game. Uh, Bryce Harper was in that game. There was a lot of really good players. Um, it was pretty much a lot of the major league guys. Uh, March 9th, back in Dunedin. Um, it was good. Uh, it was good. Again, not really much to talk about. Obviously, I kind of told you about how security was. Um, all in all, a lot of the food options as well. That's another thing I want to talk about as well here. Um, all in all, the best food options that I saw at all, out of all the stadiums was probably Tampa. Um, they had the most food options you could get, like, of differentiated, like, like they had a barbecue stand. They, they actually had a lot of stuff. Like, they had their pretty much normal spread. Um, a lot of stadiums limited the amount. Like, Dunedin ha- barely has any food options. Like, it's really bad. Like, it's, like, chicken tenders, hot dogs, burgers, and that's pretty much it. And you have, like, maybe French fries here and then, you know, maybe peanuts and Cracker Jacks, little snack stuff. But all in all, Tampa was probably the... Um, or Tampa was probably the best concessions. I would say probably Dunedin was the worst. Um, uh, what is it? Um, uh, Bradenton was pretty good with concessions. Fort Myers was pretty good. They had ice cream there. I had a little ice cream helmet there. That was really good. Um, what else? What, um, uh, Clearwater's concessions were actually really good. Clearwater's was great, actually. Clearwater's had a lot of stuff, too. So Clearwater's probably is on the... I, you know what? I'm going to give Clearwater the edge over Tampa. Clearwater and Tampa are probably the top two. Uh, the bottom two, I'll have to say, would probably be... Uh, ooh, Dunedin, and I'll say Fort Myers. I'll say Fort Myers. Bradenton wasn't too bad, but... So I would go with that. Well, you know what? I'll put Bradenton. I'll put Bradenton at the bottom. Um, and then... I would say four Myers is pretty good. So, anyways, we went back to Dunedin on the ninth, where we saw the Phillies take on the um, T- Toronto Blue Jays. That was pretty fun. I went with a buddy of mine, Dominic Galone. You've obviously have heard of him on my podcast. He's been, you know, obviously a recurring guest on the show. Um, that was great to see him, and great to. It's been literally it was over over a year since we saw each other. Up at that point, we had seen each other back in February. Um, we are going to a game next week as well. I'm actually going to bring my GoPro with me, and I might start filming next week when we go to our game to see the Angels. But uh, anyways, it was good to see everybody there. It was good to see you know my buddy Dominic and obviously getting to go to a game with him. We actually have never gone to a game together, so we've, we've been to games like where we've seen each other doing media work and stuff, but we've actually never been to like an actual game together as like fans. So it was really cool to see and really just awesome to get to see him again and really just good to get to reconnect and stuff. So that was awesome. And again, not really going to touch base on that game too much. Um, the, there were a few minor major league guys. Oh, I had some great, great, conver- great interactions. I told Girardi, he had a Wawa coffee cup and I told Girardi, I said, how's your Wawa coffee? And he didn't really like it too much. So Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Girardi does not like Wawa coffee. I'm sorry, Wawa. He won't have any sponsorships from Girardi here anytime soon. But uh, anyways, it was good to go there. Uh, Then I went to Clearwater. Great to be back in Clearwater. Clearwater is probably one of my personal favorites just because that's kind of where I got everything started with this podcast. Obviously, a lot of my stuff began in Clearwater. They gave me my first, you know, media opportunity to be in the um, media booth and stuff. So I've had a really... I have a liking for Clearwater, obviously. I know that stadium, like, hand hand behind my back. I mean, it's a great stadium and a nice stadium, and I'm really just happy to be back there. 
Um, again, strictness level, I didn't really interact much, like, there, like, I really didn't, I don't really know how strict it was, it didn't seem too strict, I'm gonna give them probably, like, a four, four, I would say, they might have been strict, I don't know, I don't know how bad they were or not, but it didn't seem like they were too strict, they were probably, I would say, maybe a little bit more strict than Dunedin, but they were, they were too bad, so, Went to uh, Clearwater, and then final game was this just this past Monday. I went to the Bradenton Marauders uh, Stadium, Lecom Park. I was really excited to get to Lecom Park. I've never been to that stadium. I've always wanted to get out to that stadium. And, man, it was a gorgeous little stadium. I tell you what, man. It's a small stadium, but there's something about it that it, there's this kind of local charm to it. It's really a nice field. They got, you know, palm trees. Even though, I'll be honest, man, even though it's kind of in a really, not a great part of town, um, like it's in a really bad part of town, if I'll be honest, um, and there's also like a literally beyond um, right field, there's a garbage truck-like area, I'm not joking, it's like a garbage drop, truck drop-off, if you will, um, beyond right field, which is kind of funny to me, I mean, I guess, I guess the apple doesn't far too, fall too far too doesn't the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree because the pirates aren't don't, i don't think the pirates are gonna be that great this year but i'm sorry pirates fans and i'm sorry to Derek shelton and them boys because i really do hope they do well this year but i do have to be realistic about my predictions and i think that's where they're at right now but regardless uh, it was great to get to bradenton i have to be honest man bradenton was one of the nicest ones uh strictness level i'm gonna give them a six they were pretty strict man they were pretty strict um i'll give them a six they were one of the stricter ballparks when it comes to security being on you, and they were really strict. So I'm going to give them a six. They really were strict on you. Like, you literally couldn't do anything at that ballpark. So, I mean, you, you could do things at the ballpark. Don't get me wrong. You just – there were a lot of rules they had to follow and uh, a lot of areas. I will be honest, though. There were some neat, like, autographing areas. So – um, near the clubhouse where the twins go in, there's like this little area and you could literally get autographs from all the players. Like it's a really cool spot there. Um, and then even down the baseline, there's an area too, where you can get autographs. Like it's a really good setup stadium for autographing. If you're an autograph collector and wanted to do like autographing in uh, spring training ballpark, it's probably one of the best I would say when it comes to access to the players, obviously little bit different there were some guys who were able to get some autographs so and actually travis swaggerty gave one of the kids his bat a uh, kid a bat which was awesome and obviously swaggerty's a good buddy of mine i um, got to talk to him and got to talk to mitchell got to talk to Tariq brock as well who we've had on the show so uh it was great though and i was a great way to end off the spring great way to you know kind of conclude our spring training adventures if you will and it was a fun time so i was appreciative and to all everyone out there, I appreciate, um, you know, it was great to get to see everybody again, all the players who I've gotten to, I got to see again, and, you know, all the, um, all the memories I got to make, and obviously I wouldn't trade this spring for the world, it was a really imp awesome spring, and I really had a good time, so it was a great time, and now we got regular season on tap, it's the end of spring training, obviously yesterday was the last day of spring training, only a handful of games were yesterday, I think there was like six games yesterday, um, so yesterday again was spring training and now tomorrow we have, or I guess tonight or today, I guess I would say, because at the time I'm recording this, it would be tomorrow. But, uh, when this comes out, it would be today. 
Um, it is opening day, and we got a full slate tomorrow. Let's take a look real quick at the schedule tomorrow for opening day. Kind of get our takes on it. So let's begin Thursday, April 1st, game number one. This game will be on ESPN. We got the Blue Jays taking on the Yankees tomorrow. New York will, or ESPN will be on the call tomorrow. Hinjin Ryu, Garrett Cole, talk about a really good matchup to begin the regular season. Blue Jays obviously have a lot of high expectations. They will have Springer most likely to start out the season. Um, they're gonna have, a, but they're still gonna have a great team when they get Springer back in the lineup. They're gonna be a really fun team, man. The Blue Jays did lose Kirby Yates for the season, but again, it's gonna be a really fun matchup. And talk about a nice little pitching matchup with Ryu and Cole. That's gonna be a really good matchup to watch. Um, this isn't in time order. Uh, this game is gonna be at 4:10. We got the Rays and Marlins in the battle in the Citrus Series. This game is gonna be played at the recently renamed. Marlins Park. It is now Lone Depot Park. And it is terrible because Park is in lowercase lettering and Lone is in lowercase lettering. Yeah, I don't even know. It's not a great name. Regardless of that, Rays Marlins take on each other at 4.10 p.m. The Marlins didn't have to travel too far from Jupiter, Florida. The Rays didn't have to travel too far either from um, Charlotte County. They were actually just in Lakeland um, yesterday. On the mound tomorrow is going to be Tyler Glasnow. Sandy Alcantara will be on the mound for the Miami Marlins. Should be a really nice little pitching matchup in Florida. That's a really cool matchup that they're doing, the Citrus Series on opening day. Um, I really like that a lot. I think that's great for baseball in the state of Florida, and that's great for both of those, you know, kind of fan bases to be able to, you know, have their teams playing in the state of Florida the Citrus Series. I mean, there's something about that that it makes it a really cool rivalry. And I really think this could be a great rivalry, too. I think Rays-Marlins could become a really exciting rivalry the next couple of seasons. Uh, we'll go into our next game, 3.05 p.m. Eastern Time. We got the Braves taking on the Phillies tomorrow. That will be on NBC tomorrow. Max Freed is going to get the start at 3.05 p.m. Eastern Time for the Braves, for the Phils, the Fightins. Aaron Nola, the former Cy Young Award winner, will be on the mound for the Phils. Should be a pretty good matchup. Should be a good game tomorrow. Braves, obviously, a lot of teams are... A lot of people, I feel like, are sleeping a little bit on the Braves, kind of forgetting about them in a kind of really tough NL East. Obviously, the Mets are a team that rebuild and reloaded. We'll talk about them in just a minute. But, uh... They're gonna be. That's gonna be a great matchup. I cannot wait to watch NLE baseball. It's gonna be really, really exciting stuff. Then we got at 4:10 p.m. Eastern. Obviously, this team always starts out the season at home. This game will also be on TV. I believe every game is gonna be on TV. I don't think there's any game tomorrow that won't be on TV. I'll have to look um, and see. I have MLB TV now, guys. So I'm really happy about that. So I'll be watching all day baseball tomorrow. Well. For the most part, I do have to do some work in the evening, but I'll try and head up some maybe 10 o'clock games, some of the late night games. I know Friday I'll definitely be watching all day baseball. But um, Cardinals and Reds will be taking on each other at 4.10 p.m. Eastern time. That will be on TV on their local stations. Uh, Jack Flaherty will be in the mound for the Cardinals. We got Luis Castillo on the mound for the Reds. Obviously, no Trevor Bauer for the Reds. He's gone. He's over in L.A. 
Uh, and Jack Flaherty, obviously the Cardinals. Nolan Arnato joined the squad. They're going to be a good team here as well. Should be a pretty good matchup. I'm interested to see what the Reds can do this season without Bauer. Um, can they make a run back to the postseason, or will they fall short in a really, I would say, open NL Central, but also there are some teams that are good, like the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are probably going to win the NL Central, in my opinion. I think they are going to be a good team, especially with the... They probably arguably have one of the best corner, the best corners in baseball, with first bay being Paul Goldschmidt and, you know, Nolan Arnato being at third. I would compare them... You know, I would say they're probably the best compared to maybe, I don't know, Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo. Um, I mean, that's a pretty good corner combo as well. So I would say they're probably the top two when it comes to the best corners in baseball right now. But yeah, it's going to be really exciting to see the Cardinals and Reds game tomorrow. This game's at 110 as well. Indians and the Tigers tomorrow. That game will be on TV. Both teams will be airing that on their respective channels. On the mound is going to be Shane Bieber for the Cleveland Indians, the uh, reigning Cy Young Award winner in the American League and Spencer Boyd or Matthew Boyd excuse me is going to be on the mound for the Tigers tomorrow afternoon left-handed pitcher will be on the mound as the Tigers will get going tomorrow afternoon we head into the 210 another 210 game Twins and Brewers will be kicking off their season at American Family Field. Miller Park is no more in Milwaukee as the Twins and the Brewers kick off their season. A little bit of interleague action to kick off the 2021 season. We have a few interleague games actually in the 2021 season. Regardless of that, Twins, Brewers, Getting going, Kenta Maeda will be on the mound. Again, as I mentioned, got to see Maeda during the spring. He looked really pretty impressive as well during the spring. He had a pretty nice one this year. And on the mound for the Brewers is going to be the Brew Crew. is going to be Brandon Woodruff on the mound. Should be a pretty nice little matchup there in Milwaukee. This one's going to be good. I'm excited for this one. This actually could be a really compelling matchup tomorrow night. Um, at 7.09, I believe this game, yeah, this game is going to be on ESPN tomorrow. Mets Nationals, 7.09 p.m. Eastern Time. On the mound for the Mets, NL or former NL Cy Young Award winner Jacob DeGrom will be on the mound as Max Scherzer will be pitching for the Nationals. That's going to be a fun little matchup, man. I cannot wait for that. That's going to be really good to watch. Some great baseball there in the nation's capital. We'll go into another 2-10 game. we got the Orioles and the Red Sox. Orioles have John Means on the mound, and Nathan Ivaldi will be on the mound for the Red Sox. Kind of a, you know, eh game. I mean, it's it's a, two teams who will probably be the bottom dwellers of the American League East, most likely. Red Sox could make some noise. I'll be honest. They could make some noise this year. They just got to, you know, have hope everybody stays healthy, and I think they could they could be a underdog, dark horse-type team this season we go into another game at two o'clock 2 20 p.m eastern time this game will be going on at wrigley field we got the pittsburgh pirates and mr chad cool be pretty cool i'm just kidding uh we got chad cool on the mound for the buckos as they'll be taking on the cubbies in wrigley and they'll be taking on kyle hendricks that game will be again at 2 20 p.m eastern time in Chicago should be a pretty nice game there in Chicago we'll head out to the west coast as we'll see the athletics playing on the west coast that game will be at 10:07. they'll take on the and host the Houston Astros that game in the Oakland Coliseum 
On the mound for the Astros is going to be Zach Granke. On the mound for the Athletics is going to be, I believe this is Chris Bassett. Um, so we're going to have Chris Bassett on the mound. That game will be on ESPN as well. That's going to be the nightcap of the kind of opening day of baseball, if you will, in the uh, ESPN channels of families. So we'll be seeing that game tomorrow at 10 o'clock. I'll probably be watching that game when I get home, hopefully. Uh, I do have a late night tomorrow. Again, I work do some play-by-play stuff tomorrow for the Tampa Bay Titans. That's a basketball team I work for here in the Tampa Bay area. So i got some work i got to do there. But... Let's keep going. We got more games. I know. Isn't that crazy? We got more games on the docket, and I just got lost here in my uh, my little list here. Okay, so next game we got here, we got Dodgers, and we got the Rockies here We're, uh, playing tomorrow afternoon. That game will be on ESPN tomorrow. That's at 410. That will be at Coors Field in Denver. On the mound for the Dodgers for the World Series champs, we got Clayton Kershaw on the mound for the Colorado Rockies is going to be... Mr. Marquez, German Marquez, will be on the mound for the Colorado Rockies again. That game will be at ESPN. That game will be also at 4.10 p.m. Eastern time as well tomorrow afternoon. Then we head out west and we stay out west. We'll actually head out to California again. We have the D-backs at the Padres. Should be a pretty nice little matchup there. Obviously, the Padres, a lot of high expectations for them. Their opening day starter is going to be you Darvish. They won't be having Blake Snell getting the starting nod on Thursday, as he'll be the starter for the Padres at home in Petco Park. Madison Bumgarner will be on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And that game will be on local television as well, uh, unless you have minor league MLB TVM, excuse me. So that game, will again, will be on local television tomorrow afternoon. Another 4-10 game, we got the Rangers and the Royals tomorrow. Not really a compelling matchup. Like, this isn't a matchup that's, like, going to be off the wall, you know, like a great matchup. But regardless, got Kyle Gibson on the mound for the Rangers, and that game will be played in Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. And for the Royals, they'll have Mitch Keller getting the starting nod tomorrow again. Not really a great starting matchup, but not really a great matchup in general. Both teams will probably be at the bottom of the major leagues, so uh, really, again, not a great matchup there. Let's head out west. We'll get back to the Ana- we'll head back to the LA area. We'll head back to Anaheim as the White Sox will take on the LA Angels of Anaheim. Lucas Giolito will get the start in that game at 10:05 p.m. Eastern Time. And Dylan Bundy, the former Oriole, is going to get the start for the Angels on opening day. Should be an interesting matchup there. Both squads, the White Sox are up and coming. The Angels, a lot of expectations for them heading into this season. I'll be seeing them next week, next Friday, when I go to see the Blue Jays. So I'll be seeing them next week. Hopefully get to see Trout for the first time in my life. I'm excited for that. So that should be a pretty nice little matchup there on opening day. We'll head into the final matchup. This is the late start, the latest start actually of opening day. We got the Giants and the Mariners. Again, not a really uh, compelling matchup, but regardless, Giants Mariners will be playing each other at T-Mobile Ballpark in Seattle, Washington on the mound for the Giants on the mound for the G-Men. 
We got Kevin Gosman on the mound for the Giants. And on the mound for the Mariners is going to be Marco Gonzalez. He'll be getting the starting nod tomorrow for the Seattle Mariners. So that is pretty much opening day for you guys. That's what you got there for opening day. That is your slate of games. Should be a great day. Some of the games that I'm intrigued about, I love that Blue Jays-Yankees game is going to be really good. Braves-Philly should be a nice little matchup as well. Mets-Nationals, that pitching matchup is going to be pretty impressive. Um, Astros and Athletics is going to be a good matchup. I'm excited to see how they do tomorrow. And I like that White Sox-Angels matchup as well. Should be pretty good. Also be following the Tampa Bay Rays and Marlins. Cardinals-Reds as well. Um, those, I would say, are probably your kind of intriguing matchups here as we head into opening day tomorrow. Again, a lot of the, some of the games will be on ESPN. Some of them, if you're in the local area, you might get them on a local station. Um, I guess a lot of the you know Fox Sports stations are now turning into Bally Sports, so you might be able to get it on Bally Sports. I guess that's the new name of all the stations now for tomorrow's game. So. Again, just check your local listings, check all your, you know, you know, your cable provider and see if they are able to access if you're able to access your uh, team's games tomorrow. If not, pay $26 a month and you get MLB and TV just like I do and I'll be you'll be able to watch all the games. And again, every team will be having uh, coverage tomorrow. Um, as even the some of the away teams will have coverage as well. So again, that should be really exciting to get to see you know the coverage and stuff for all the teams. And I'm really excited. I'll definitely be flipping a lot back and forth throughout the day of different games tomorrow on the docket. So now let's finish this episode up. I know we've been going a long way in this episode, but we got to make our 2021 preseason. I guess you would say not even really preseason. I guess kind of pre-opening day, if you will, power rankings. So let's begin first with the number 30 team. We'll go 30 to 1, the number 1 team, and we'll kind of make these quick here. So number 30 is going to be the Pittsburgh Pirates. Obviously, they're not really going to do much this year. They are in a full rebuild mode, so I got the Pirates at number 30. Number 29 is the Texas Rangers. 28 is going to be the Orioles. 27 is going to be the Tigers. 26 is going to be the Mariners. 25 is going to be the Giants, 24 the Royals, 23 the Rockies, 22 the Arizona Diamondbacks, number 21 is Miami Marlins, 20 is going to be the Red Sox, number 19 will be the Cincinnati Reds, number number 18 is going to be the Indians, 17 is going to be the Angels, 16 the Nationals, 15 the Brewers, 14 will be the Cubs, Athletics will be number 13, Phillies will be number 12, Astros number 11, Rays at number 10, Twins at 9, Cardinals at 8, Braves at 7, Jays at 6, White Sox at 5, I got the Padres at the number 4 spot, I got the Mets at the number 3 spot, I got the Yankees at the number 2 spot, and I got the LA Dodgers at the number 1 spot. Again, all in all, that is my power rankings for the kind of pre-opening day. Every month we'll have a new, you know, kind of set of power rankings of the way the season is going. So at the end of April, we'll have a uh, new power rankings according to myself, kind of my analysis on how these teams are doing by the end of April. And we'll see. Maybe we'll have some teams who are maybe already out of the postseason by April. So we'll see how that will all turn out. But... For all that, I think that's all I got for you guys today, guys. I think that's pretty much all I got. My World Series prediction, I do have to make that today. So my World Series prediction this year is I have, 
in the American League. My American League champion this year is going to be the Chicago White Sox. I believe the White Sox will make it to the World Series, and they're going to take on the LA Dodgers. Uh, that's, I think, simple. I got White Sox-Dodgers in the World Series, and I think the Dodgers will repeat. I know it's tough to repeat in Major League Baseball, man, but I do think the Dodgers are capable very much enough to do it. They have literally no holes in their lineup. I mean, they're really the most complete team in Major League Baseball. Um, and again, I think they can make it to the... I really do think they can make it to the World Series this year. So I, I think uh, they can make it to the World Series and win it again. So that's my prediction. I got... Dodgers and I got White Sox in the World Series and I'm going to take the Dodgers winning the World Series. I got Lucas Giolito as my Cy Young in the American League in the National League. I don't really know to be honest. Um, I don't know. I really have no idea. There could be a lot of there could be a lot of good pitchers. I mean, you know, I'm going to go with Marcus Stroman. I'm going to go with Stroman. I think Stroman could be the Cy Young this year. I really do believe that. There's something about Stroman. He has brings swagger to the table. I'm going to go with Marcus Stroman this year to be the sign in the uh, NL. So those are some of my predictions. MVP in the American League, tough, man. Tough, tough decision there. Um, I'm going to go with Springer. I'm going to go with Springer in the American League and in the National League. Again, a tough decision there as well. I'm going to go Bellinger. There's something about Bellinger. I love the way he plays, and I think he he could be the American League uh, MVP. You know what? Scratch that. I'm going to go with Cunha. I'm going to go with Acuna. I think Acuna, it's about damn time Acuna wins the MVP. I think he has already, but he can win it again. So, anyways, those are some of my predictions. Just kind of off the head right there, uh, predictions, if you will. But all in all, guys, that's all I got for you today. That is pretty much it. Tomorrow, or I guess it would be today, is opening day. We got a full slate of games for you on tap. We'll be definitely covering all this weekend of opening day. Obviously, Sunday I don't think a lot of the teams are going to be playing Sunday. I do think there will be some games, but I don't think a lot of teams will be playing on Sunday afternoon. But I do know there will be a few games being played on Easter Sunday, so we'll definitely be watching a few of those when the time comes. But regardless, guys, that is pretty much it. That's all I got for you this afternoon. Stay safe. Enjoy opening day tomorrow. If you are going to any of the opening day games, send me some picks, man. I would love to see what you got in, on the docket, where you're at, what stadium you went to, what teams you're seeing, obviously, in the first week of the season. Again, for me, I'm going to be in Dunedin next week for the really first series ever in Dunedin, first regular season series in Dunedin. So I'm really excited about some of this. It's going to be really exciting. A great time to be a baseball fan. Lots of stuff to be excited for. And get ready, man. Opening day is tomorrow. Let's do it. It's going to be a fun day tomorrow. Can't wait. Again, hopefully everyone enjoys it as well. We'll see you tomorrow at 1.10 p.m. Eastern time for game number one of the regular season, Yankees against the Blue Jays. We'll see you guys later, guys. Peace out. We'll see you guys in the next podcast.